Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. back to a Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. I'm in the broom cupboard once again, Jerry, and I'm joined by the one, the only, Jerry Taylor. What is your what is your pre-match tipple, Jerry? What, what have you just spat out there? My pre-match well, tipple. Come out my nose. Um, it's actually just, just tea for me, mate. That's the thing. Like, I'm on nice. That's six, six weeks sober to, today. Six well weeks sober today, so I, I'm on the tease that somebody actually commented about the amount of different juices that I drink during the show, because I'll finish my cup of tea, then a bottle of Iron Brew, and then maybe a glass of water. Yeah, start off warm, end up cold, cold That's as it, ice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a pan and arrow, Carlton boy, Tommy Burns oh, mug, it's an oh, absolute belter. Um, yeah, just on the H2O myself today, it's, for me, Jerry, you come into these games, the bread and butter, we know that, the league is the one the priority. Um, but I often wonder about the the um, psychological, the, the the impact of a, a Dundee to Feyenoord away, to Livingston away. It must be difficult for Rodgers to set the team up, get them mo- not, not motivated as such, but how do you prepare for Feyenoord by playing Dundee? And then after the heights of Feyenoord, by the way, a few wee lows as well, you come back crashing down to earth. There's no time for the European hangover, is there? No, I wonder if Brendan Rodgers has got like a different type of speech for these scenarios, you know, because mm. from what I hear, he's great at his man management before a game and getting them G'd up. But when you play for Celtic, you've got to be G'd up for every single game because this is a cup final to every team that we play in the league, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping there's going to be no hangover. Usually, I'm they're probably going to be feeling a bit hard done by after midweek. Yeah. And we've been spoken since then, I've not been on since, but... With the Champions League game, I was really, really happy up until even after the free kick, to be honest, because I, I said in the group chat at half time, we're going to win this 2 1. I truly believed that. The thing that stood out for me the most that I really enjoyed about the game, we did not look like we didn't belong there. I agree lot, with that. There was a lot of talk before the game, even myself. I said, I don't know if we're ready. I don't know what kind of outfit we're going to be in Europe. But the way I saw it, it was like, Say for instance, right, analogy time, you ready for it? So, say you're, you're out on your bike, right, and the bigger kids, they've all got the better bikes, and you're always too scared to join in with them. But then one day you're like, do you know what, I'm going to race them. And you start racing and you're doing great, you're doing brilliant, you're up there with them. Then all of a sudden, your both wheels fall off, right? <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. There is nothing you can do about that. You were in the race, you can't win the race without uh, your wheels. 
So I'm looking forward to the next uh, Champions League game. Yeah. I, I honestly think we're gonna we're still gonna be in Europe come uh, after Christmas. I believe. Well, that that's obviously the key to the ambition that Brennan Rodgers has spoken about. And um, I, I've got a not a theory as such, but a thought process that the way that we have set up the strategy of recruitment is almost as if um, we've given the mantle to Brendan Rodgers. We've said to Brendan Rodgers, listen, you're on a massive wage. Get this squad through. This is a treble winning squad, albeit depleted. This is a treble winning squad. Get what you've got through and then we'll strengthen for real in January. Now, if that is the case though, Jerry, I would be very, very frustrated if I find out that that is the game plan. Just get fucking yeah, the yeah, I've actually for a it. second, Jerry. Oh, is a, a, wee, a wee bit of um, background I've, chatter there. Who, who is it? Tell me who it is. Is it that James? It's the Soul Boys. It's the Soul Boys. They, co- they oh, come in on a Saturday. Right? Yeah, it's the Soul Boys, aye. Hey, keep your wee shirt, use lot. So I've written down here that it's as if, where did I write it? It's going to be a bumpy ride until January. It's, it's been one of those every game. It's like, oh, you're happy, then you're not so happy, then you're happy. Nothing's quite clicked yet. And a lot of the kind of rumblings in his pressers, Brendan Rodgers has been, some of the buzzwords he's used have no liked the um, content and all that kind of stuff. But we all knew that. And it's turned into a rebuild that nobody expected. So I think a bumpy ride till January, um, more outs needed, settle the squad, and then whatever players he's needing to bring in. But I'm not liking that. Well, what I am liking is I'm liking that jersey that you're wearing, uh, Jerry. I've got two jerseys, and they're, they're both behind me for a reason. The first one is obviously that side, not the other side. It's uh, Number one, it's Foster, um, the oh, great phase of Foster. And I put it there, it's really it's a nod towards yourself because you're going to be making an appearance for the Celtic Select uh, between the sticks. They used to call you the cat. The other one... <laughs> The other one, everybody knows how a luminous yellow this jersey is, right? That's just to show you the gradient of my camera. So that you know what? I was getting messages wow. last week saying, Paul, you want to go and check a doctor? You're right, because remember, I look like Nosferatu's ill brother. So I was getting vibes out of the John Major spitting image puppet. Oh, do, do, could you not have somebody else? No, him. Sorry, mate. He was the greatest one I could think of. Sorry it for was using great. that name on the podcast. He <laughs> <laughs> was. It was pretty great. Uh, we'll, we'll run through the team. Um, I think that. The, the squad that Rodgers has inherited, um, a great point was made yesterday by the Oracle, a.k.a. Jim Orr. Um, that works, actually. Jim Oracle, yes. Jim Oracle. I love that. That's there that, you man. go. There you go. Look, um, the Shamrock Shadow, the, the, the Jim Oracle. Some of these names are great. We need to come yep. up with some more. Keep them coming. I've had a few. Gash Nesbitt's my favourite. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what the Oracle People was saying... up and get... That's fine. I, listen, that's, that. hard, that's hardly a slap in the face, is it? I will do um, that all day long. Now, the bull gym has a, a very balanced way, a uh, very pragmatic kind of thought process when it comes to Celtic, Europe, uh, spending money, the whole shebang. And, and I like listening to Jim uh, every fortnight on the, on a Friday. And what he was talking about, and I guess, listen, we all knew this, but the way that he, he put it in a wee box and, and um, in a wee compartment and said, listen, not only um, have we lost the flair of Jota, which is the one everybody has to go to, we've lost Jota, we've not replaced him. We, may, we maybe have, and, and you know, in the next two years, we might see a player coming through in Palma or in Tilio or in Yang, who in two years' time is flying. We don't know yet, and we're going to support them um, and hopeful, be hopeful that that does happen. But what Jim was saying is, if you look at uh, some of the players, some of the pivotal players, key players from last season, 
who have left in terms of experience, Jerry. So we were talking about Carl Starfield. Not only have we lost the partnership that he had and he had kind of built that up with Carter Vickers over two years, we lost that side of things. We lost a 28-year-old with experience. We lost Moy, 32, experience. We lost Yakamakis, 28, Juranovic, 28. These guys have international experience. They've got um, experience of playing at a high level elsewhere where Legia Warsaw or, you know, when, when you think about Yakimakis banging the goals in for VV Venlo, uh, becoming a top goal scorer um, in the Eredivisie, which is the is the league won by Feyenoord. We had that league's top goal scorer last season and he was sold. Was he replaced? Not effectively, not yet. So I think it was a great point by Jim to say that, you know what, we, we may be not focusing on this, but we've lost a lot of experience in that squad as well, Jerry. Yeah, he, he, he's right in what he's saying. We always have a joke with Jim. He calls me Mr. Over Positivity and he's Mr. Mood Hoover. But he's he's right in what he's saying. He's great for the mental health, isn't he? <laughs> but, no, I'm a big fan of listening to Jim and he does. He, he speaks so much sense. Um, we haven't we haven't replaced Jota that we can see of yet. Tilio, who knows, could be the guy that comes in. And do you know something? Paul, I think we're really, really missing Moy a lot more than we realised as well. I just think he was so solid in the middle of the park and going from when we signed him, there was everyone was dubious about it. But I, I, I've missed the Baldy Fag smoking nutcase, honestly. He's just... He liked he's, a little puff, didn't he? He liked a little... Yeah, a few phones yeah. Like, I think that's why he retired. He's, he just wants to go and live his life, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he about in a surfboard, you know what I mean? A, a big fag. But uh, I, I, we've, we've missed him. I think we need to start just, well, I need to. I've been like, not that I haven't been supportive of the players. For instance, today, when James Forrest was announced playing, at first I was like, I sat in the group chat, I was like, I was upset about it. But then I'm like, no, do you know what? Prove us wrong again, Jamesy, because you do it all the time. And I think he's not scored this season. So if he scores, that'll be every season he's played for us, won't it? Yeah, and actually, when you look at the campaigns, 15 campaigns. You know what I was looking at uh, just the other night when Mikey Johnson, we'll get to the team next, Jerry. Mikey Johnson was on the bench, and I had a wee look at his uh, Celtic career. This is his eighth season as a Celtic player. Is that? That's frightening, isn't it? Eighth season as, as a Celtic player. Because what I was looking at is the fact that he was on loan in Portugal last season, and he, he made more appearances in that one single loan deal than he ever has in a single season for Celtic. He made 31 appearances. He's never made 31 for Celtic. Wow. So there are, it's like you say, there are parts of the squad, I think, that need to be streamlined. Um, Stephen Sloan comes in actually to say that James Forrest himself, although he's a club legend, in reality, he should have left a few years ago. How he's getting picked over Yang and Palma is baffling or is Brendan giving the board a message? Right, I'm going to deconstruct that a wee bit. The first part I'm going to say is, we've just been talking about losing guys with experience. Now, none more so than Jamesy Forrest. I wouldn't keep a player, and I've said this before, I wouldn't keep a player just because he's good in the dressing room, just because he's good in the, the training part. Wouldn't keep them. They're either part of the coaching staff or they're a player, right? Now, I think there's a couple in our squad who have been kept far too long. I don't think Forrest is one of them because like what you were saying there, he has contributed positively in every season that he's been a part of. Now, over a period of 14 years, that, that's a frightening record. People might say his legs are gone, etc. Why has he been picked today? Well, going through the team, I'm looking at uh, Tuesday night and I'm thinking, where was the disappointing areas of the park? 
beyond having your two wheels falling off your bike and everything, where was the disappointment areas of the park? One of them was Rio Atati. And then I can argue that away by saying he's not 100% match fit. He's not got the sharpness yet. And also, added to that, he was asked to play a peculiar kind of role where he was he was down the throats of the final defence. So he was playing the high line. Mm. Um, I don't really think that's Hatati's game. I think that's Maeda's game. I think it's Kyogo's game. Give Hatati the freedom of the park. He's a playmaker. So I found that quite unusual. But maybe Rogers is looking at him, Jerry, and thinking, I'm not going to get the best of you tonight, but what I'm going to get is 57 minutes and you're going to run yourself into the ground, which he did. Didn't have the best night, though. And then the other area of the park, and I'm not going to go in studs up on him because he's a new recruit, I don't think we've got enough on the right-hand side from Palmer. So you're looking at that area of the fields. Abada's out medium term, I think it's about four months, on international duty injury, mm-hmm. so frustrating. Now, Yang's played and Palmer's played against Feyenoord. Neither of the two of them were particularly bad, I don't think, but they didn't really make that impact, you know, because I've already said what they bring to the party is that they take players on. You've got a badder who's a very direct player, uses his pace, uses an anticipation to get into space, pockets his space behind the fullbacks. You've got Maeda, so pace, pace and work rate. But we don't have someone to jink past the player, etc. Now, listen, he's lost a bit of pace, quite a bit of pace. But Forrest can do that. You've seen it time and time again. You've seen him cutting inside, scoring goals with his favourite outside of the right foot, even though he should have it with his left. I can see why he's playing today. And he's been through this game time and time again. I think that there's probably a thought process that this is a tr- tricky away ground as well, Jerry. And let's go to someone who knows how to get a result here at the Tony Macaroni. That that's my defence to James Forrest. Yeah, um, I'm excited to hear what Brendan says after the game because he usually will tell you why he's chosen a certain player. This is his chance to to take his chance. Basically, he's got to he's got to uh, today. So he'll probably get about 60, 70 minutes. We've not seen enough of him. We all know there's a player there, but I just don't know if he's passed it or if he's not. And I hate saying that about players. He's he's going to be he is a club legend, but I'm not too sure. I, when it came to Palmer, I kind of disagree with everyone when it comes to that. Not I often don't do that this show, but I thought Palmer was all right in the first half. But I think his problem was he was trying too hard, and I think his head was getting a, he was getting ahead of himself, and he maybe wasn't sticking to the game plan at times he was trying to do things himself but I think there's wee glimpses there I don't know if I'm just holding on to that though sometimes I do that if I get excited about a player coming in even if they have a bad game I just blind myself to it and say no 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 it's, it, it was just trying too hard but I think that is the case um, but James point. now's your chance and you know what I'm the, I'm the worst for it I think five seasons in a row I've been like he needs to go he needs to go he plays a good game and I'm like I love that boy so much because he's a Presswick boy I don't know if I've ever, I've never told you this story about James Forrest. Right, so I'll make it quick. I was living in Presswick, that's where I'm from, and I was driving, I was getting sent to the shop. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure my missus was pregnant at the time with Declan. So I've driven round to the shop, and there's this beautiful big Mercedes or BMW red car. It's in a side street, and I've come round the corner, and it's bust two of its tyres, and I've stopped to help, and Jamesy Forrest gets out of the car, and he's just he's just... I think he's just played at that big game that he scored in one of his debut games. He scores an absolute ripper, and his pals get out. And honestly, he's he's, he's he was paler than you in that uh, that no chance. Game, by the way, <laughs> right? And he came out and he looks. I was like, I went, "Are you James Forrest?" He's like, and I was like, "I'm a big fan." Obviously, he's like, "Shut up, mate! I've just crashed my car." And I went, 
I says, how far have you got to go? And he told me where he stayed. I says, look, I'll drive behind you. I says, because the car was fishtailing. I says, if it gets too dangerous, I'll flash you stop and I'll make sure just... I didn't even need to do that. I just wanted to escort him home. So we've driven round. He's managed to get to his mum and dad's house. And then I've just, I didn't want to stop and go start talking to him. So I just waved out the window and went, thanks. And he says, look, I'll drop a signed top in at the spa shop for you. Still waiting for that top now, James Forrest, right? And if you get it signed and sent in, we'll give it for the wee Jamie Tierney because... Yes, let's link it into that. I stole oh. this, by the way, and I better say it before she outs me. So, uh, we, Lisa McLean, that's been doing a lot of work, was uh, up promoting the, the game. She had to take some tops up for that TikTok we were doing. And I loved it that much. I've stolen it. So, Fair play. It's one of the best. It's mine now. It's mine. It's, it's one of the best, especially the tricolour on the, on the sleeves. Oh, now, the, the thing with that, just, uh, we'll get back to the team, I promise. But just Sorry, as you've mentioned, you. <laughs> you've mentioned The Rock. Um, yeah, you've been up there. It's been cracking. It's, they're being absolutely savages to you on, on the socials as well, Jerry. So <laughs> fair, play. fair play for taking that. Um, as we've been saying all week, it's sold out in two days. Um, wow. There's going to be more fans in the Jimmy McGrory Stadium um, than there were at two top flight Saudi Arabian Pro League games last week, last weekend. For all the money they're throwing at it and all the razzmatazz, you've got a community club who have been able to pull the community together for a game for the centenary of the club against the Celtic Select. And I've got to say, sometimes when I'm putting out the, the social media post, Jerry, announcing another player, I'm thinking, what a team this is, by the way. You we must are pulling. Pinching yourself. <laughs> it's brilliant. Eh? I'm, <laughs> not, none of the players have confirmed that they're playing. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> um, and just hope that they turn up. But um, I did say last week, Scott Brown agreed to play, and it was the best 30 seconds of my life because then he came back remembering that he couldn't. I hope your still watching this. <laughs> oh, she will be. I, I, the missus and the wee boy are both watching. Um, Jungle Lion, the reason I'm bringing this one up, Jungle Lion, because we were actually on the socials at about two o'clock in the morning, actually. Um, Sign two wingers and still play Forest. Yes. Yes, yes. And this goes back to the point that was made in the report, the financial report, talking about getting that balance, Jerry, getting the balance right between a player you can develop. Um, by the way, Jota was one of the guys, a player you can develop against a player who can make an immediate impact. Um, I think Jota took everybody by surprise, as did Hatati, as did O'Reilly. But in many ways, I think the Celtic board have looked at these guys and thought, all right, we, we can sign guys for one and a half million and they'll make an immediate impact. And it's blurred the lines. You know, the success is somebody like even Maeda, uh, very, very cheap acquisition, Hitati, O'Reilly. These are the, the examples of that. An immediate impact player for me has been Starfelt. You buy him for four and a half, he goes right in the team. Furuhashi, buy him for four and a half, right in the team. Juranovic, Yakamakis, I know he was in and out of the team, but you knew what you were getting. Fully fledged, experienced player to make an, an immediate impact. What's happened is we've been a victim of our own success and we think, oh, we can still do that. And we buy five or six <coughs> players at one and a half, two and a half, thinking they're going to make an immediate impact. And as Jungle Lion says, we come up against Livingston in a historically tricky tie away from home and we're reverting back to what we know, James E. Forrest. I think it speaks volumes here. You're right. Was it yourself or somebody put in the group chat? Is this Rogers trying to give the board a message? Or did you say that earlier on the show? I don't remember. There's a few comments. Ah, there's a few comments who are who are suggesting that as well, Jenny. I really hope not. Like, well, we're only a few months into his second reign and uh, the vibes aren't they great right now when it comes to things like that. I think I don't know. I I, I may be overthinking it, but he's maybe resting them for midweek and he's going to play them on either wing. 
who knows? But then, no, why would you not play Maida? Because I think Brian said on the show that it wouldn't be Maida's type of game today. And I think I agree with him. So I was a bit surprised that Maida, but then you can't doubt Maida, can you, in any game? The, the thing just, the thing with me is the style. It's the style of the wingers. You've got that game on Tuesday night. Maida's one of the first names on my team sheet, Jerry, because right. what he does is he protects the left hand side of the park. You've got Hatati behind you and, and Taylor behind him. And I think that many clubs, domestically and in Europe, target that part of their team because they aren't physical. They just aren't. If you play a, a kind of high ball down to Taylor, you'll get beaten there. You'll lose possession. Um, <coughs> I think I think skills has added a wee bit of solidity to that. Um, but Maeda is key for me. Maeda is key on the left-hand side. On a game like today, the suggestion was that we play the two tricky wingers um, at either side, Yang and Palmer, because Palmer can can switch. In fact, Yang can switch as well. Play them either side and, and have the tricksters. And then, yeah, I think I get what I get what the the commenter was saying in that. But if you've got a direct um, opponent like Maida who's constantly hitting that byline and fizzing the ball into the near in the back post, I think that's what can carve open Livingston. I think um, Kyogo uh, Furahashi needs to get to the near post. It was something that he did regularly under Ange. He's got the pace, he's got that anticipation. And then if you're getting the ball fizzed in on the right-hand side from, from Forrest, left-hand side from Meda, that could give us an opening. By the way, I'm pretty sure everybody has seen the team. And Mount Kadath thinks that uh, we are going to click today. It would be nice to see Joe Hart and goals. Alistair Johnson, right-back, Greg Taylor, left-back. The central defensive pairing of Gustav Lagerbjelk and Liam Scales. We'll come back to that in a moment. Callum McGregor leads the team out with Rio Atate, Matt O'Reilly, um, and then up top, James A. Forrest, Maeda and Kyogo. Now, I'm going to make a point here before we get to the centre-halves. I was looking through the team before we came on there, Jerry, and you know we used to go on about how Ange improved this player and he improved that player. I'm going to say that in that 11, so far, I've seen improvements in Joe Hart this season. I've seen improvements in Liam Scales and also in Matt O'Reilly. So Brennan Rodgers isn't really getting the same kind of credit we were we were dishing out to Ange last season. But Rodgers is getting the best out of these three guys. I mean, I don't think Scales, for me, was was going to be a Celtic player. I thought he was going to be out the door. Now, you're, you're looking at him thinking, who's playing with Scales this week? Wow. Um, O'Reilly get goals in your game and you can take your, your your level to a completely different platform. You can be a complete midfielder. What does he do? He's got four already this season. And you th- you look at that, and, no, he's got three, sorry. He's, his career best with Celtic is four in a season. So he's already going to burst that open. Um, and the other player, of course, Joe Hart, simple tweak to his game, Jerry, and it's working wonders. Just be a goalie, Joe. Just safe shots, and that's what he's doing. So I think we need to give a bit of credit because it's we've not been playing well as a team. It's not clicked, as, as Mount Kadaf says there. It's not clicked yet, but there has been some improvement in individual players. There, there definitely has. There definitely, and as a, a, we haven't clicked, I'm just hoping we will because it's not a lot of tinkering. Like the midfield's a little more settled today. I'm glad that he's played Hitati today, by the way, because. He's needing the game time. He's hardly played. So a lot of folk were maybe thinking about resting him. But I don't, I don't know. Slowly, we're used to like new players coming in. A new manager came in like our old one. And it clicked. It clicked really quickly Well, after the first six games. So we're quite excited. And now it just seems to be falling into place a lot slower. We've just got to be patient. A few more games like this, and I think I'd be a wee bit more panicking but we are starting to see the signs and that game in Europe really filled me full of confidence and I think 
I think they'll come out today knowing that they've got to prove a point and maybe a wee bit more belief in themselves. As much as it was a result that was hard to take, we only lost one goal to a team, right? We'll be nine men to a team that's been scoring goals for fun. So, aye, I'm positive uh, Brendan's going to get the best out. All 11 players soon enough. I think it's a good point as well because we do look at um, similar-sized nations or, or, or leagues that are out with the top five European leagues. Um, and, you know, at some point in the future, there might be some kind of um, tie-in with, with a Scottish uh, contingent joining up with a Belgian and a Dutch contingent. It's been spoken about in the past, Jerry. you know, where, whereby there's a, a breakaway league and all this kind of stuff. So we look at Dutch football and we, th- we, we often ask ourselves the question, how can we compete with a similar level team? We, we all know that Celtic pay out more wages than Feyenoord do, etc., etc. But when you look at the, the record of, of Feyenoord going into the game against us, I mean, if we had gone in having one five one six one six one, you'd have been flying. You'd have been, you know, fully confidence. Just as a fan, never mind as a player. And they've come up against, I thought, quite a rigid Celtic side with a game plan. Like you say, half time you're looking at that free kick and you're looking at all the different ways that you could have prevented it. That's what we always do as Celtic fans. We've considered a goal. How could we have prevented that? And you look at the actual moment and you look at, you know, you go further back and say, well, did Matt O'Reilly have to give away the free kick? You can go f- as far back as that. A totally avoidable goal to lose. Yeah. So you're going to half time, you're gutted, but we pick ourselves back up. I don't think it was a capitulation as soon as the second half started. It's when the red cards started getting dished out. It's when the tyres on your, your grifter started <laughs> popping. And then that, that, that is when the problem started. So um, I don't think there was any kind of knee jerk by Brendan Rodgers, either in his post match or indeed in this, this team line. I know that Forrest has raised a few eyebrows, uh, but I think what he's doing here is he's going for the safest bet, Jerry. I think he's looking at it saying, right, Yang, he's shown flashes. Uh, we're giving Palma his first start in the Champions League. I was bold. That was a bold yeah, move. Was bold. Did, did it pay off? Questionable. I mean, we could debate that, um, but he's no panic. So he's kept he's kept Atati where he is. He's kept the central defensive partnership where it is. And he's brought in a wee bit of experience on the right-hand side. So I can see what he's doing. But let's talk about the centre-backs. I pitched that, an idea which went down like a, the proverbial lead Zeppelin. And it was that um, Awata, Awata could come in and join, join Scales because they're the two guys that are going to be fit unless Phillips comes in, makes a miraculous recovery. They're the two central defenders who are going to be fit for Lazio. Lagerbelk, of course, is going to be suspended. But he's taking the, each game as it comes, cliched as it sounds, and he's playing his, his strongest central defensive partnership. And I think it is the strongest one, Jerry. What's your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was in agreement with you. I thought that Iwata would have been played just to get some minutes into his legs ready for uh, the, the Champions League. But it was another strange one. It is, it's like when you're, you know, when you're playing football manager and you've got a depleted squad, you're just, you're just going by it game by game, hoping for the best. I don't know if that's the case just now. Who knows? Brendan Rodgers sees them all training every day and like you say, Phillips might get thrown straight back in but mm-hmm. I don't know. This centre-back situation has been mental this season, isn't it? Unbelievable. Jerry. why on earth would you ever need eight centre-halves? That's what we've now got. <laughs> we've now got eight centre-backs. We're going to come out of this top-heavy and then we'll be scared to sell any of them. 
maybe Rodgers is looking at Phillips and thinking he's a guy that's played Champions League football with Liverpool. He's played big games in the EPL. And perhaps Rodgers is looking at him thinking, I don't think he needs to play a game against Livingston or a game against Motherwell to prepare for Lazio, if indeed he gets picked against Lazio. Um, but I think the way I was thinking was partnerships. You know, we built... Angie's, Angie's success was built on that partnership. I would actually say it was a trio of Hart, Carter Vickers and Staffel. Everything else kind of came from that. We've not had that this, this season. So I was kind of looking at trying to get a partnership, trying to get an understanding... Um, and I know Abata divides opinion. In fact, he divides opinion with me because I don't think he's a great centre-half. I think, I think he's a much better central midfield player. Um, but that, that's the way that, that we've uh, we've lined up. But the rest of that defence, I've got to say, Alistair Johnson, I don't think he's ever had a bad game. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. I can't think of a bad game Touch that, he, that he's had. Touching, yep, touching good. <laughs> um, Joe Hart is back to the Joe Hart, the goalie who can save uh, shots at the highest level for England and in, in, in the Champions League. Just don't ask him to take anybody on or or the tippy tappy football at the back. Greg Taylor's coming back to his usual self as an inverted fullback. And as I say at the moment, the best central defensive partnership for getting the suspension is Lagerbelk and Scales. So the defence today is not my concern, Jerry. No, it's 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 breaking them down, isn't it? I'm yeah. scared. That, I'm scared that's going to be one of those games, like we just like you said, you can go for another twenty minutes and you don't feel like you're going to score. I want to be on my, the edge of my seat today. I want to be whooping and cheering and and all that. We've missed that. I just I want a good solid result, a good solid performance for the team today all round. We need it. We really do. I remember that was the the kind of feeling going into um, Livingston games under Ange because we had this hoodoo. We had this, you know, and it grows. If you don't get a result at a park or a stadium, they become your bogey team and all this kind of stuff. And by the way, the stats told you they were our bogey team. Um, and Ange just turned up, like you say, like Aaron Moy with the, the cigar and just st- started winning games, you know, at the Tony Macaroni. And you're hoping that's the case. Brennan Rogers has only played Livingston twice. He has only, as a Celtic manager, played Livingston twice. One of them was a 3 nothing win and one of them was a 0-0 draw at this stadium we're playing at today. And that right. was the beginning of that bad run that then went in, in Neil Lennon's period at the club, etc. So, that, you, you know, well, I'm not blaming Rodgers, but it started with Rodgers and his first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's just hope it's different today. It feels like a lot of games so far this season. It's just been us just trying to break them down, just trying to break them down and running out of ideas. So... Here, what if, what if today the reason that he's not playing Palmer and Yang is because he knows that they're just going to have to tire out Livy, tire them out, tire them out, and who better to bring on the last, what, 25 minutes than those two on either wing? Who knows? The thing is, Jerry, that for me shows the kind of variety. The two wingers we've got in the park just now are more, I would say, more similar. Jamesy doesn't have the same engine. Jamesy does like taking on a player, cutting inside, hitting the ball with the outside of his right foot. But then if you were to bring Palmer and Yang on, it would be like, you know, a double-pronged attack at that 60, 65 minutes if you've been tiring them out. I get that. I think that's that's a good point, actually. On the bench, just before we go to the action, the subs are Bain, Palmer, Yang, uh, David Turnbull, Home, O, Awata, Bernardo and Ralston. And uh, I think that Liam Scales has won the Tony Ralston of the Year Award so far. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see a wee bit more of Bernardo and Yang, Palma, David Turnbull. Uh, but let's go to the action and uh, hopefully at halftime we'll be talking about a scintillating performance by Brendan Rodgers' side. Thank you everybody for getting involved and thank you to Jerry Taylor for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. 
Social Podcast Network.